Hey guys, this is Pastor Stacy at Trinity of Fairview. Welcome to our Be the Man podcast. I look to join you here every Monday as I share principles that will equip you to undertake your job description as a husband to be the man in your household. Look forward to sharing with you week in and week out. Hey everybody, welcome to the Be The Man podcast. This is Pastor Stacy. This is originating from Trinity of Fairview Baptist Church. We are glad to have you right here. Hard to believe um, episode four rolling out here today and excited about that. Glad to have made it past episode one and uh, we'll just see how far the Lord takes us. I look forward to a lot of great things down the road. Already been a lot of great things. Thankful for Eli sitting here with me. He's always uh, the guy turning the knobs. And, and we're going to do some creative stuff in the coming weeks. Be ready for that. Um, maybe we'll go somewhere. I think Eli and I might go somewhere and, and have a little conversation for our next episode and uh, have more than one voice here speaking and uh, just see what the Lord does with that. So you guys keep that in your mind in the days ahead as uh, that, that kind of stuff will be unfolding as well. I'm thankful, though, to have you listening to my voice today, and I pray that the voice of the Holy Spirit just speaks into your life as men, as husbands, as prospective husbands, as you move forward. Certainly, I'm passionate for you guys and just want to share some of my experiences with you. I want to sow a word into your life today, something maybe you can chew on and, and think on as you move ahead and being the man in your relationship with with your wife and uh, maybe fiance or maybe for that person you're praying for just in preparation i want to sow the word perspective into your minds and into your spirits just the word perspective you know perspective means a lot you know if we if we think of things true it really becomes true in in our life perception i guess is reality is what the old saying is now think about having a healthy perspective in your marriage relationship, just how big that really is, because the enemy is really, really good, guys, at distracting us and getting our eyes on other things. We've talked about a lot of things, prioritizing things, and, and the enemy is really good at warping, I guess is a good word, our perspective of our brides. And today, I, I want you for a minute just to think with me about how you see your bride. It's important if you're going to be the man in your marriage that you want to be and that God wants you to be, you have to have a really healthy perspective of your bride. I remember when I was a, a young, young man, I had a special little chess set. It was a travel chess set. For us gray-haired folks, we remember stuff like that. You took it in the car, and it had little holes for the chessmen. It folded in half to store all of them inside, and you unfolded it, and there was the board, and it had little holes so that the chessmen had kind of little pegs on the bottom of them, and they could set in those holes as you moved them around the board. So when you're going down the road, the pieces don't fly everywhere. So it was a little travel chess set, you know, back when we didn't have the electronics and stuff available to us that we have today. I used it for that, but I found a better use for it. I found it as as a use to store 
my most precious things in, things that meant something to me as a, as a little boy, I would put them in that folding chest set with those pieces. It was really cool to have something that kind of hid away and almost locked from my mindset, almost a little safe, if you will, where I had a place to keep the most precious possessions of life. Now, the precious possessions I had as a young man are different than the possessions I have now. But my perspective in those days was those things were just the most important things in the universe, the most precious things to me. That was my perspective of them. I even had a great place to keep my little treasure chest in. I had a crawl space in my bedroom that ran all the way down one side of my bedroom. And I would go as far back in that crawl space as I could and, and hide that little treasure chest. I just got to be honest with you. I don't think anybody was looking for my treasure. There was nothing in there that anybody else wanted. I mean, some shoestrings and a few scraps of things. That was about it, man. Baseball card, football card or two, maybe. Uh, but to me, it was big to have a place like that. And only the most precious things were in there. Started out with those things. It ended up with cash. When I started working, guys, I started mowing grass. I'd get 10 bucks a week to work all day on a Saturday. And uh, my goodness, it was so good to fold that cash up and stuff it in that little treasure chest. It was just perfect size for that. And I could store up what, what I found out the green was the most important thing to me in those days. And I felt like somebody when I could save up 40 or $50 in there uh, over a month or a month and a half's work. So uh, that was my little thing that I, that I just thought, there's the place I keep my most precious things. It was my treasure chest. So I think about my perspective of those things that I put in there. They were treasure to me in some real way. And this week when we talk about perspective in marriage, here's my question for you. I want you to chew on this. How, how do you see your bride? When you look at your bride, and the way I looked at that Franco Harris football card or the, or the Terry Bradshaw, I was a Steeler fan growing up. Don't hold that against me or cut the podcast off. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is in these days. But nevertheless, I, I, back in those days, I was a Pittsburgh fan. So all those fantastic cards, man, I thought were really treasure, really, really something to be treasured. And I saw them as that. So my question for you is, how do you see your bride? When you look at her, what comes to your mind? Is it the word treasure? Do you see her? Is that your perspective of her? Is she your treasure? If you're going to be the man, you have to have a proper perspective of your bride. Guys, she's not your maid. She's, she's, she's not just the mom to your kids, if you have any, and are blessed in that realm. She's certainly not an employee of yours. She's not a business partner of yours. And maybe we could even pick words that sometimes come to your mind that are worse than those when you think about your bride. And if that's the case, don't be shocked when things aren't working the way you would like them to work. When that's your perspective of her, it's going to bring trouble into your relationship. Quite the contrary, if you begin to see her as the most precious treasure that you have in your life, when that is your perspective of her, oh my goodness, things get better, man. I think of the word treasure. It's something that you would give your all for, something you'd give everything you have to obtain, and, and something you'd give everything you have to keep for sure, but in your wife, you have a treasure that you just don't want to obtain. You, you worked for her. You pursued her. Man, you did everything that you possibly could to have her in your life. And, and you want to keep her. That's great. But what about grow? What about see her grow? And what about see your relationship grow? A treasure is something that you want to invest well in so that, that there's dividends over time, that, 
I'm hoping the money I'm saving for retirement's growing on some level. I don't want to just stuff it in a mattress and, and a dollar I had 10 years ago is worth a dollar today. I'm hoping that money's working and that it's growing over time and that some dividends are there so that the treasure uh, that I'm laying up for us to retire on one of these days, if the Lord sees fit to let us do that, uh, I hope it's a little bigger. It's worth a little more than it, than it was when I started. And the same is true in your marriage relationship. The treasure that is your wife, it's something you did everything you gave your all to obtain it. You, you do what you can to keep it, but ultimately you need to have your perspective of her beyond that. She's a treasure that you want to see grow. She's a treasure that you want to see mature. She's a treasure that you want to see your relationship with her blossom and be different next year than it is this year. And I'm thinking about the scripture, Ephesians chapter 5, we've been in. That is our job description, guys. Uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ has loved the church, and he gave himself for her. Guys, that is our job description. I'm going to remind you of that every week. If you don't get anything from this podcast except that, I hope that that just lodges in your spirit that my job from the Lord, my mandate from the Lord is to love my wife in the way that he has loved me. You could put your name in there, the way that he has loved you, and he gave himself for you. I love that job description, but I love that next phrase or two. It's obvious to me when I read it that Jesus saw his bride. He saw you and I as the most precious treasure he could possibly purchase, and he gave his own life to have it. So listen to the words of Paul in Ephesians. He did all this. He, he gave himself for her. Why? That he might sanctify and cleanse her with a washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself. I love that. So what that is indicative of is he sees you as a treasure that he's going to present to himself one day. And when he presents you to himself in the kingdom of heaven, he doesn't want you to be half a bride or maybe half as good as you could have been. He wants you to be the best bride. He wants you and I to be the best we possibly can so that he can present himself the best treasure that he can have throughout all eternity. He says a glorious church. He doesn't want her to have a spot or a wrinkle or any other thing like that. Man, he wants her to be holy and without blemish. Man, the church is obvious to me that that is Jesus's most precious treasure. He gave his very own life so that he might have it. And it wasn't enough for him to have it. He stays at work in his church. I mean, he stays at work in my life. He stays at work in your life, gentlemen. I hope that I'm a little closer to him than I was last year. I hope I look a little more like him than I did 20 years ago. I hope there's been some progress. And by his grace, there will be in my life. So he's at work all the time, giving all he has to his most precious treasure. So not that he can just let us stay stagnant, but so that he can improve us so that one of these days he's going to present us to himself as the greatest treasure that he could have ever obtained. I want you to note clearly the passion that's there. He gave himself for her. Remember, we said all in, all the time, for all time. Remember, we said that. We got to have that kind of commitment in our relationship. That's a passionate commitment. But I also don't want you to miss the purpose here, that he might present himself. He might, he, he might give her to himself as a gift, as a most precious treasure. And man, we can't miss the fact that to Jesus Christ, his bride, his church, yes, guys, you and I, that is the most precious treasure in the universe to him. Now, Easter is right here on us, guys. We're going to celebrate that together. This is Holy Week for us, and I really didn't plan this, but here we are. This is Holy Week for us. And man, you can't miss the fact that Easter reminds us just how far he went 
just how far he went. We, we say, yeah, he, he gave his life for us, but man alive, my, my dear administrative assistant, she helps us all out here. Lori handed me a piece of paper today just reminding me of a medical description, and I know you've likely heard that before. I would challenge you just to go back and Google a medical description of what happened to Jesus Christ in his body as he walked that lonely road to the cross and laid down his life for us. And man, I read through it right before I came down here just to lay this down. And oh my gosh, it touched my spirit once again, just how far, just how much suffering that he underwent so that he could have us, so that he could sow into us. And guys, he still pours that much passion into our lives for a purpose, though, so that one day he can present us to himself a precious treasure. We should do no less for our brides, gentlemen. We should go no less, and we should go just as far as he went. We shouldn't short that at all because it isn't about us. It's about our brides that he has put in our life. So my question is, how do you see your bride? What is she to you? That is key today. And man, if you'll learn to get up in the morning and look at her and say, that is the greatest treasure God could have ever given me. Right here is the most precious thing on this earth. I'm going to work today. I'm going to make money today. Hey, I'm laying up stuff today. Yeah, that's great. Hey, I'm going to have some time with guys. That's great. I'm hunting. Maybe you're going hunting sometime or fishing or playing golf or whatever you're doing. And that time is great. Maybe you're developing yourself. But every morning and every night, you need to remind yourself that none of that matters outside of the context of your relationship with your wife and the treasure that she is to you. She is something, guys, worth giving all you are, not only to obtain and to have, but to advance, to grow with, uh, man, to, to invest in and see dividends come from that relationship. So you say, how do I do that, Pastor? And I'm glad you asked because I'm going to give you some practical thoughts about making sure that what you do in your life daily makes her feel like and know that she is the most precious treasure in your life. And then some tangible things that'll pay off for you guys down the road. I stand, you know, 34 years down this road, um, and, and I tell you, all the investing that we've done, and make no mistake, we've invested in each other. But I'm talking to you guys today. You need to be ready and willing just to lay aside everything in your life and pour all you are into your bride's life. So here's some ways that you do it. Guys, find ways to sow into her dreams. Uh, my first question to you is, do you know what her dreams are? I mean, the best thing, you, you might just give her a doggone heart attack if you went home tonight and said, honey, what are your dreams? What, what is it you dream about? Where, what is it you want to do and be? Uh, and you say, pastor, we're doing our good, good to keep our heads above water. That's exactly why you need to go home and talk to her about her dreams. Find ways to sow into those dreams once you know what they are. Find ways just to sow into those dreams, little ways. You begin by just talking about it because you say, man, we don't have the financial resources for dreams right now. But I'm going to tell you what you talk about in your relationship will ultimately come about in your relationship most times. So talk about those dreams. Share with her. Pray over those dreams and say, Lord, you've given us these things. So tell us the timing and, and put into our hands the resources that we need to pursue these things. Guys, find ways to to build up her self-esteem. The enemy would have you try to tear your wife down, you know, use your language and your body language and, and all the things that we talk about, even the commitment and all these things that we've talked about in, in the last couple of episodes. He can even use those things in a negative way 
to tear down your wife's self-esteem. Man, you ought to be her greatest champion. She ought to know that she is your most precious treasure and find ways verbally, any way that you can, physically, gift-giving, whatever it is, to build up her self-esteem. Leave her a little note. Send her a little text. Do something that just tells her one thing and one thing only, that you are the most precious treasure in my in my life. Find ways to help her grow, guys. Find outlets to help her grow as a person. That goes back to that mutual submission and, and helping her grow before the Lord and helping her grow as a woman, uh, helping her grow friendships with other godly women. Find ways to help her grow and expand as a person. Um, and you know, in the wedding vows, I always say, do you commit yourself to her happiness her self-fulfillment, that's a key word in the vows. I say it on purpose uh, to her growth and her usefulness in, king, in, the, in the kingdom of God. So, guys, I challenge you to find ways to help her grow and expand. Now, have we done this? Man, I just looked back and, and I wrote down six or seven things that came easily to my mind of how we invested in each other, yes, but how I felt like I needed to pour into her life over the years. You know, we, we, found, uh, we found a way to put each other through school. I remember when she came to me and um, she was a, uh, in, working at First Union in the banking industry. She came to me and said, I've always wanted to be a teacher, Stace. How would you feel if I just left this full-time job with benefits and just went back to school for four years? I'm, I'm going to get a job as a teacher assistant, which, guys, that doesn't pay very much now, but it didn't pay anything back in the day. So uh, how would you feel about that? And you know what I said? I said, I'm all in immediately. I said, get after it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, guys, I was a, a, a college widower four nights a week for four years. She would work all day. She would go to school all night. When she came home, guys, I had supper ready for her. I was waiting for her to walk through the door, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. I tried to make sure everything was done at the house that I possibly could so that she wouldn't have all that on her mind. Why did I do that? Because I wanted to see her grow. I wanted to see her expand. And let me just tell you the honest truth. She was the greatest treasure in my life then, and I knew the best thing I could do was invest in that. Find ways to sow into her dream, guys, putting her through college. She did the same for me before she started. She put herself on the back burner and let me do what I needed to do uh, to pursue my dreams and to prepare myself. I remember we made a decision to build a house together. We lived in a little mobile home. I was just as happy as a lark. Uh, my monthly rent was $156, and I was thrilled to no end about that. But she said, you know, I'd love to have a house, Stace. I really would. We dreamed about that for a lot of years and I finally realized I got to put some flesh on this dream and do something. And man, what a process it was. What a joy. We still look at the pictures of when they were building that house and what a monumental moment that was. It helped her grow and expand. She felt like she had a place of her own uh, right there that, that we built from the, from the ground up, with our, with, not with our two hands, with other people's hands, but certainly with our resources, we, we put them into that so we could have a place like that. Man, two lovely girls about to launch our last one this fall out on her own, and she is pretty much there already. And what a satisfying journey that has been. Um, book in to book in 27, 28 years of children and, and launching them out into the world and all along sowing into her, um, telling her she's the greatest mom that ever lived. Anything she needed to do with them, I tried my best to make it happen. Uh, sowing into her motherhood, that was giant because that is the most precious treasure. I look at those two girls 
I, I love them. I do. I gave them all I could as they were growing up. I did. But it was their mom that really the Lord used to make them into the people that they are. Man, that's more precious to me than you'll ever know. Sowing into that motherhood. Man, we've built lasting and positive friendships with other couples around us just for health because, guys, you can't have her on an island and you can't have her just caught up in the day-to-day all the time. She's your treasure. you got to give her outlets, social outlets, relational outlets so you can be with people. How about ministering together in a growing and vibrant ministry? You know, I probably shocked the living fire out of her the day I came home and said, look, we just, I just got to do this. I got to be in ministry. This is what I got to do. And ultimately, another story for another day. It was her that opened the door uh, so many years ago, coming up on my 30th year of ministry. And if it hadn't been for her uh, pouring into me and saying, go do it, I, I would not have done it, I promise you. And all the way, sewn into me. Successful education career. You know, she was a teacher in the school systems and the county school system she was in for 27, 26, almost 27 years, coming right up to it. She's been a teacher at the academy here for three. My goodness, I, I'm excited to see her grow and, and doing new things. Man, here we are with the kids gone. She's retired from, from quote-unquote, full-time work. And uh, all the while, we talked about dreams. I'm going to go right back to the beginning. We talked about her ultimate dream. And she did want to be a school teacher. She did. But she even had more than that. She said, Stace, I'd love to be an event planner. I'd love to be a wedding planner. And honestly, we talked about all, all our marriage, her doing that. And I really wondered if it would ever come about, but it was a dream. And we'll talk about that maybe in another podcast. But, but you know, she's living that dream. She is. I, I remember when she retired, she said, now I'm going to start doing this earnestly. I really am. And I got to tell you, I love marriage. That's why I'm doing this podcast. It really is. I, I want you guys to have the very best marriage you possibly can. I love weddings. I love officiating weddings. I love watching the, the bride come down the aisle, and I love seeing the groom's response and him crying his eyes out and, and his best man having smelling salts up there to pick him up off the floor when he, when he first sees her. I love that. I love weddings. I do. I'm going to tell you what I don't like is planning one. I don't like setting up for one, and I surely don't like cleaning up after one. But I found out in the last couple of years, guys, that's, I'm just the, the only employee, and I am unpaid, of our business venture of wedding and event planning – why do I do it? Because she dearly loves it. She loves everything about it. She loves meeting with the bride. She loves planning the decor. She loves setting up the decor. She loves doing all that. And man, she got into it. She said, I need a place. I need a place to store my stuff. I need a place to meet with brides. So man, we tore our house up, guys. I gave up. We gave up 800 square feet of storage space. And if you ever do that after 30 years of marriage, you're in real trouble. We ha- we were getting rid of stuff, goodwill, selling stuff, barn and stuff. We were doing anything we could to come up with the square footage. Ended up having an Airbnb to go alongside that because she loved that idea as well. And man, I am all in because you know why? She's the most precious thing to me. I'll do whatever it takes, turning barn stalls into heated and cooled storage units down there. Whatever it takes, man, to further her dream. If we have the resources and the Lord puts them in our hands, I want to do what I can. Why? I'll tell you why, because she is the most precious thing in this universe to me. She's more precious to me than I am to myself. So it doesn't matter. It's not even a cost to me. It's a joy to me to sow into her, 
to sow into her, to invest in her, and to watch it grow. You say, well, Pastor, I don't know about all that. I don't know. I, I make you a promise, man. Jesus Christ is not sowing into you and I day in and day out because it isn't going to fall out for his good and glory. I promise you that. When he gives his church to himself in that day, he will get glory and honor and praise and adoration. And man, that return on that deep investment he's making in us, his perspective of us as his most precious treasure is going to pay off for him throughout all eternity, I promise you. And guys, I'm going to tell you, you do these things. You see your wife as your most precious treasure, and you just watch how hot things get at the house. You watch how she responds to you. She watch how Watch how happy she makes you. I think about those old 80s songs. I had this one on my mind as I was preparing this thought for today. That journey song, loving, touching, squeezing. Guys, you ain't seen anything when you begin to see your wife as your most precious treasure. Why didn't she respond to me, Pastor? Well, probably because she's 30th on your list, man. When you put her first on your list and she, and your perspective of her, when you look at her, is there is the most precious treasure I have in this world, above my kids, above my job, above my identity, above my friends, above my golf game, above my hunting trip, all of it. She is the most precious thing, and I'm going to invest all I have into her first. I promise you it's going to come back to you tenfold. You will never outgive a bride when she feels like she is the most precious treasure in your life. You will not outgive her, guys, I promise you. I, I'm talking like I'm really some kind of husband, but let me tell you something. I'm only the husband I am because of the wife that I have. She has outdone and outgiven and outserved and outloved me on every hand's turn. And man, I promise you guys, you, you make her, you start putting her in that perspective where she is the most precious thing in the world to you. And you make her know that. You let her know that, not just by words, but by actions and by your attitude. And you just see how it folds out in your life and how blessing upon blessing pours out from her hand and her heart into your life. So, you're growing your very precious treasure when you do these things. So how do you see your bride? Who is she to you? Can you say today that she is your most precious treasure? And if there's an ounce of hesitation in your mind, just pray and ask the Lord to remind you day in and day out of the good and precious and perfect gift that your wife is in your life. James talks about every good and every perfect gift comes from the hand of our Father, the Father of lights, comes into our life. I'm going to tell you, gentlemen, your spouse is one of those good, precious, eternal gifts that God has given you. I'm going to, I'm going to use another word, that he has entrusted to you. He's given you that young lady's heart. He's given you that young lady's mind, and he's expecting you to treat her just like the princess that she absolutely is. I remember a magazine article that I read. Oh, this has been many years ago, and I've never forgotten it because it inspired me. It said, Disney has ruined our marriages, gentlemen. That was the title. Disney has ruined our marriages because of these fairy tale prince giving everything he has for the princess and all that. And you know what my response to that is? Why shouldn't we do it? Why shouldn't we do that? Why shouldn't we give? Why shouldn't that be the norm, at least in my attitude and my actions and how I feel about her? She should know that that is the way I feel about her. So I'm going to challenge you guys. What is she to you today? Is she something worth giving all you are? Not only to obtain. You, you might have done that already. You might have married her already. Uh, you might have her with you, and, and there's a deep commitment between you. But what about that investment? Is it growing? Do you have a growing and a vibrant and a budding and an advancing relationship together alongside one another? 
That's a perspective that you need to have of your bride, the most precious treasure. That's the model, guys. That is the model that Jesus specifically gave us. That's the purpose for our passion and our job description, to love her as Christ has loved the church. The purpose is so that, man, one of these days, uh, she's just going to be that holy and precious and perfect treasure. Now, Tammy, if you listen to this, honey, you are perfect already. I love you more than life, but she is advancing all the time. And I'm going to tell you guys, when she advances, you're going to advance right alongside her, and the blessing is going to flow both ways. Have the right perspective today, man. Your, your, your bride is your most precious treasure. Treat her as such. Love her as such. Sow into her as such this day. I told you before, know her. Know what means something to her. You know how to sow into her. You know what speaks to her. Just go do it today. That is being the man. It is. And I challenge you guys to go do it today. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray a little covering on you. Thank you guys for your time. And look, look forward to the next episode. Eli and I, maybe we'll connect somewhere over some barbecue or something. And, uh, and we'll just have a good conversation and see where we are. Father, I love you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for wherever these men are. If they're driving to work or, or maybe running on a treadmill or doing something, whatever it is, Father, I pray that as these words land on their spirit, that you will let them take the good meat from them and, and, and swallow that and, and graft that into their lives and let it give them nutrition and let them just spit out the bones of things that didn't need to be here. Lord, we give you great permission just to call those from our thinking in our lives. And I pray that this moment that we have spent together will be beneficial for all of us. Lord, I pray for myself. And I thank you for a renewed perspective today of the most precious treasure that you've ever given me, and that is my precious bride. I pray for these gentlemen. I pray for an anointing. I pray for these men of God that you would give them power and authority to live as men of God in every aspect of life, but especially in this grandest of avenues called marriage. Help them to go be the man today. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you. If this means something to you, I challenge you just to share it with everybody you can and uh, give us some feedback uh, when you can and you get a chance to. I love you all. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Be The Man. I hope you were blessed today as Pastor Stacy gives you tools on how to be the man of your household. Our hope is that through this, you are equipped with practical principles for a godly and happy marriage. If you were blessed today, please share this podcast with your friends and family and leave us a review. Have a wonderful day and catch us next time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of Trinity of Fairview's media outlets.